Welcome to The Unfiltered Map. I'm Elizabeth Lewis, and alongside some of my dearest friends, we've created the show so women have a space to have unfiltered, extremely raw, and insanely real conversations. Nothing is off limits here. This space is for moms who want to talk about everything, to dive into conversations we all deeply desire to have, but fear what others may think of us. This is your invitation to pull up a seat in a judgment-free zone and have a little heart-to-heart. Now, let's get unfiltered. This is a Soul Fire production. In this episode, we're talking about working moms. And being a working mom is just a different kind of hard. I love how Charmaine talks about appreciation and exploring doing things differently. Kanisha and myself talk about outsourcing, shopping, cooking, cleaning. I will tell you this much. I used to be so resistant to hiring a house cleaner, thinking that I had to prove my worth and how much I could get done by doing it all myself. And when we outsourced, it gave us time back together. It took so much off of our plate. So if you are a working mom, make sure you tune into this episode because it is for you in so many ways. Welcome to The Unfiltered Mom. I'm your host, Elizabeth Lewis, and we are back with another episode this week. We are talking about the struggles of being a working mom and the differences, not saying that working moms have it any harder than stay-at-home moms. It's just a different hard. And I think that there needs to be a place and a space for women who work full-time, part-time, whatever the case may be, if you work part-time in the house, part-time outside the house, full-time, whatever the case may be, to be a working mom and the struggles that come along with this because we see it all the time, especially in Detroit mom, working moms, want the connection, want to be with their kids, want the community, want the great relationship with their spouse, but just can't find the time. And as someone who has worked corporate, I can relate to this so much because I know what it feels like to have to leave your house every day. And something I did think about, you know, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but being an entrepreneur now, not working in the corporate setting where I have the flexibility, I've created my own schedule. When I was at the hospital, I would literally get up early, get the kids ready, do all that, maybe take them to daycare, childcare, wherever we were taking them, go to work, be there for eight and a half hours, then drive home. Then you have your drive home. Then you get home and then you're feeding your kids, you're eating dinner, you're prepping all that stuff, probably taking them to sports, doing bath time, doing reading, doing their homework, all of these things, right? In this, what, three, four hour window, depending on what time. You got home from work, depending on what time you got home from work. So, if you're someone who's working eight and a half hours and have a long commute, and then you have to do all that stuff, it's insane. And I know you guys, you know, I know Brooke, you are an entrepreneur. So, you do not work for somebody, you make your own schedule. Whereas I know Kanisha and Charmaine, you guys work for a company. Mm -hmm. So, you tell us, like, when it comes to working for a company, like, what is that? What's the difference this year? Yeah, I know for me, I worked out of the home. I work for the state of Michigan. I worked out of the home until COVID. And then everyone realized, hey, we are actually productive working at home. And we can do the same things that we did (laughs) not at home, at home. So definitely was a big change of getting used to at the beginning of COVID when I was working out of the home. Because I was doing exactly what you were saying, Elizabeth, like up at six, 
one kid to daycare by 6.30, one kid to daycare at the school by 7, then 45-minute hour drive to work, work all day, get home by night, and then like dinner and everything that you said. It was exhausting. And then I didn't even use like grocery delivery or anything then, right? Like things that we utilize now. So it was exhausting. Now, yeah, it's pretty amazing that I can, I'm very grateful that I can work from home and I do continue to work from home where my position is 100% remote. And then it also afforded me some time to, you know, get a little side hustle going on too. So I can do, you know, a couple of my side businesses that I have as well, as well as have time with my kids to go to their after school activities or things like that. I still outsource my grocery shopping because I absolutely hate going to the grocery store. <laughs> That's a must. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm able to have more time when my husband gets out of work at 2.30 and he's home at 3. Okay, we have like from three o'clock until whenever now, even though I'm working until like four, four thirty, but like we're all in the same house at least. Right. And we're able to communicate like that, but it's still hard with the kids. I will say like when I'm working, I'm working, like I'm not like just sitting around doing nothing. Right. I'm actually working and on meetings all day and training or teaching or, or researching or whatever it may be for my position. And like today I had a sick kid home and it was so hard. I'm on a meeting and all I hear is like loud ass baby shark in the background. And I'm like, turn your freaking puzzle off. Like everyone can hear baby shark right now. Like, (laughs) so definitely have those struggles. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how it is. That's how it's been for me. It's definitely, you know, I feel like we're on the same routine every day, though, that you sort of get like a little tired of sometimes. Right. And like your mental health starts to take a hit. Like I know for me, it does. And my anxiety gets a little bit up there, especially with doing the same thing every single day. So I definitely try to be intentional to make some time for myself, like on the weekend or with, you know, Detroit Mom or Retreat to Reclaim if I can, things like that. Which is hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is when you only have a small pocket as a working mom, especially moms who work in corporate, it is such a small window that you have to yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have support and you don't have support from your husband or your spouse or your partner, whomever, it can feel so isolating, so alone. Like it's like you as a working mom, you have this desire to want to be with people, to connect, to go to events, to do all this stuff, but you can't because you're so exhausted from running this rat race of life of doing the same thing over and over just to make ends meet, just to have a career, just to be something, right? Just to be. And then I'm always pushing to the next level too. So like, I'm always like, okay, how can I get to the next platform? Because I absolutely love what I do. Like I love my career. And I tried that stay at home mom thing for like six months. And I was like, "Mm -mm, we just not for me just wasn't for me. And that's okay. So similar to Kanisha. So my oldest daughter, who's 21, I worked outside of the home. And so she was in daycare. My husband was in the military. So six to eight months out of the year, I was a single parent. And I had two kids. I had like my oldest son, I had him and I had my daughter. And so then they both went to daycare. And then 
they both had special needs. So I'm freaking out every day, but I have to go to work because military pay is stank. Do better, America. So I had to work, even though they're paying for our housing. It's like, shit, we still got to live and eat. So there's those pieces. And so every day I felt guilty because I felt like I should be doing more, but I mm-hmm. couldn't do more because I was fucking exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize I was burned out like back then until recently. I'm like, oh my God, no wonder why I was so angry and in this like fuck everybody mood all the time was because I was literally burned out. Fast forward, my husband gets out the military, but then he decides to drive a truck. So I'm still a single parent with with two special needs kids going to Blue Cross every day. So dropping them off like at school and God forbid if I had to get a call, like that was just like Mm -hmm. the worst thing in the world is like getting a call while you're at work because they were not a very family friendly employer back then. I don't know if they've changed, but back then Blue Cross was not a family friendly employer. Wow. That's like shocking to me. They act like they are. The department I was in was the call centerpiece and it was not friendly at all. It was stressful, stressful. And So fast forwarding again, my husband gets a job at the state. And I said, you know what? You're making bank now. I quit. So I quit thinking that being a stay at home mom would be easier. But like Kanisha, that is not my anointing. My anointing is not to be with these kids all day. (laughs) So I always found something. That's when I started getting into entrepreneurship because I needed something to not be mom all the time. Fast forwarding Mm -hmm. to now. I found spaces to work from home because the commute is expensive. I don't know how I did it. I don't know how moms and families are doing it now, but commuting is so expensive because nine times out of 10, I don't feel like cooking. So we're going out, which takes more money. And like, it's just this perfect storm of let's help families to fail, right? Then you've got like homework. And then we had after school therapies that we had to go to and the kids are tired and I'm tired and everybody's pissed off, and you're just trying to figure out how to exist. How I exist now is a lot different. And I think because I have the space to work from home. Thank you, Intuit. I have the space to work from home. So during my breaks, I can go in my prayer closet and just be silent for 10 minutes, which recharges me. I can go walk outside my backyard for a break or in between client calls, which recharges me. Whereas in corporate, when you're in a building, That's so hard to do because it feels like everybody's in your business. Like they're often not the most mental health friendly places, even though they tote to be. It's like dog eat dog world out there. Like, yeah, they're all trying to get to this next level. So it's like women are helping and supporting each other because we're all competing for this this same thing. Right. We all all want to excel. We all want, you know, our families to be proud of us and like reach this next level of the corporate world. It's just, yeah, gosh. Or even of our dreams, right? It's like, just because you're a mom, your dreams don't have to die. But then how Mm -hmm. do you resolve going after your dreams when you have these little bitty humans and not feeling like a piece of shit for going after your dreams and telling your child no? Like, oh my gosh. Like it it just, some days for me still, it's gut-riching. My now I work from home, but my son just came to me in tears 
saying how he misses me running my business, that this job is taking too much of me from him. Mm-hmm. And part of me wants to ball because that's my little prince. I love him dearly. But the other part of me is like, dude, like I said, so what is it really that you're sad about? Because I know that's not really what you're sad about. Turns out he was sad because he's getting older and he has more responsibilities. And because I've now set boundaries and execute Mm -hmm. them that I'm not taking care of all of this shit for him. So that's where the sadness really came from. (laughs) But he almost got me for feeling that mom guilt for wanting to go after Mm. the things that I wanted. But something Mm -hmm. was like, just dig a little bit deeper because that's not what it is because he loves his freedom. He didn't want to do his work. (laughs) Where did that start, though? Like mom guilt, right? I ask my husband all the time. I just came off of maternity leave. And I'm like, you are not sitting there going, should I like scale back at work because we had a baby? Like that never even crossed your mind. That never crossed your mind. Why? Why is this in my brain? I don't want it in my brain. I love my work. I know my baby will be taken care of. You know, she's going to be engaged far more than if I tried to juggle working at home and having her here. I just don't have the brain space to do that. And my job doesn't really afford that. Like, I don't don't think clients would be okay with me like having a baby that (laughs) needed my attention every two seconds in session. So it's, it's like, where does that start? It's like this inherited guilt that we all just got as moms. And it sucks. I blame it on Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Interesting. Or the Waltons. Are the Waltons or Father Knows Best or any of these spaces that were created by the patriarchy to make us feel like we should be at the service of other human beings. Yeah. Well, then it starts in our homes, like our and it watching starts our, in our mothers homes do Because it. my mom worked full time. My dad worked sometimes. But yet she did all the things. Mm-hmm. Make it make sense, Jesus. Didn't we just talk about that? <laughs> Default parenting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she took care of all the things. I have now flipped the script in my household where like a long time ago, I stopped doing laundry. If I'm not wearing it, then it is not my responsibility to wash it. I'm not the only person that eats. So I will not be the only person that cooks. I am not the only person who wants to have a family fun night. So I will not be the only person that plans it. If every human in my family is now at the age of life to where they can do these things. And even when my son was younger, I would say, well, you can use me to help you, right? But you come up with the idea. And so now he starts to come up with the ideas and I help him execute. But I told my husband just recently, we've been married for over 20 years, just recently, he just got the mental load that I carry. Like he didn't get it at all. Like he thought that like, it's not a big deal. You're just making reservations. You're just doing this. I'm like, I'm making reservations. At the time I was working at a call center. I'm working at a call center. I have coaching clients. I'm ordering groceries. I'm picking up said groceries. I am making sure that all the forms are filled out. I'm going to IEP meetings. And he's like, okay, it doesn't sound. So I said, fine. It doesn't sound like that much. Here's what we're going to do. These are going to be your things. I had a family meeting. I said, this is going to be your shit. This is going to be your shit. This is going to be your shit. I am only doing shit on these days. Do not talk to me on Sunday. Do not talk to me on Saturday, period. And then once a quarter, I now go away for a weekend because I cannot trust my family to leave me the fuck alone (laughs) for 24 hours. So I have to leave. 
but that was driving me because he he just men just cannot conceptualize because many of my husband had a awesome mother. My mother-in-law is bomb. It's no wonder why he doesn't think this shit is hard because as a single mom, she held it down. Mm. She held it down. And so he has this picture. I remember like when we first got married, him telling me how much his mom did. And I said, I don't give a fuck how much your mom did. I'm exhausted. <laughs> well, and, and people use it like, oh, well, you're just so gifted or you're great at multitasking and trying to praise you for it. And it's like, well, no, you're bad at it because you've never had to do it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. Nobody else is doing it. So I'm, I'm having to. I'm forced into this role. It's not because I came out of the womb and just knew how to be an adult and take care of other humans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I tell my husband all the time, like we came into this world with the same amount of knowledge. Yeah. Same amount of knowledge. Nice. Like I didn't take a parenting class in college. Like I, I wasn't like off studying something different. Like I know these things because I'm resourcing myself. I'm asking the questions. I'm seeking that knowledge. And it is in your capability to do the same thing. To Google. I am not your Google. Uh, yes. <laughs> Alexa, Siri. No. And I was talking to somebody today about how, you know, everybody gets on you know, mindless scrolling, right? Mindless scrolling. Like you shouldn't just zone out on your phone. Yes totally get that there is research and science behind it and if you're a mom is your instagram full of like parenting tips or a page about breastfeeding or are you like watching a reel about your child throwing tantrums are you really zoning out or are you taking those 10 minutes sitting on the couch and actually like resourcing yourself because that's very different because my husband's instagram feed eats all his hobbies my instagram feed is full of mom stuff. See, that's interesting, Brooke. So I didn't think about that. I didn't think about (laughs) my Instagram feed being the things that I'm trying to make better versus America's dumbest videos, which my husband's like my husband's YouTube feed is completely different than mine. Like his are like people Mm -hmm. doing animal voiceovers and stuff like that. Mine is how to become more productive, how to maximize my energy, how yes. to help my son with his executive functioning skills. Like, yep. oh my. I'm thinking about that too. <laughs> like, ditto a little bit. My husband will send me like these funny memes or, you know, Instagram reels or whatever. And I, my TikTok is, what can we do to fight racism? What? <laughs> like, what's the side effect of my anxiety <laughs> medication? Like, <laughs> Like, how do I know yes. that? How do I know that my anxiety medication is working? Are y'all having similar like side effects? Or what's the next book I should be reading or learning to read? Or what's the next skill I can learn from TikTok to further myself in my business? Interesting. I feel like men have this freedom mm-hmm. to choose and pick when they are going to learn a skill that could be necessarily helpful to the tribe as a whole. Whereas, like you said, Brooke, we are kind of thrust into this because if we don't do it, then they're not necessarily engaged in it. But then it's like, well, if I stop doing it, will he be engaged? And it's like, no, because my ADHD will not allow that shit to sit. Like, And he knows that I am the more of the parents, the, the more, not progressive, but you know the word, but just I'm the person that's going to put in the footwork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he can just kind of sit back and and coast. Yeah. And reap the benefits. That default yeah. parenting. That default parenting. Mm-hmm. Which I think working moms feel a lot more of 
And also we put that on ourselves too. Mm, Yep. A Mm, lot of times, right? We put it on, we wear it like this badge of honor. Like I can do all this stuff instead of, you know, I said, I was saying today to someone, I remember sitting with my therapist. I just had a baby and was going through severe postpartum depression. And I was standing doing dishes and my husband comes over and he was like, so I'm just going to go like lay on the couch. I'm just not feeling good. And I was like, um, in my mind, I was like, you mother, blah, 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 <laughs> like all this stuff, right? I'm literally, it's deep in mother freaking de- postpartum depression. I have a baby that's suckling my boob all the time and all this stuff. And I'm over, I'm over here doing dishes. I remember going in with her, just sitting there crying. And she's like, Elizabeth, did you ask him to do the dishes? And I said, no. She was like, did you expect he was going to read your mind? Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm clearly sitting there having a breakdown. And he's saying, and my husband is amazing. I just want to put this out there. My husband is out there making dinner. He's a, he is like the, the for shiznit. He really is. And also I put so many expectations on him that he's supposed to know what I want, need, and desire at all times. Yeah. And if I tell him what I need, it completely changes. Like he's like, okay, give me a list. What do you need? And my therapist was like, every morning, what you need. And this is when I was like really knee deep and having little babies and stuff. He was like, you put it above his coffee pot or something like wherever he goes to first thing in the morning, you go out there, you put the list of things that you need and you make that list and you tell him, this is exactly what I need done because he doesn't know what you need if you don't tell him. And so I think it's our responsibility too, as working moms, as moms in general, to put some of the responsibility back on our spouses and not think and feel like we always have to do that. And that goes into honestly, also teaching our kids this, like, I don't want my girls growing up thinking that the wife does everything, that the mom does everything, that that is her job to cook dinner every single night, to clean up after you, to give you a bath, to do all that stuff. And I had a moment I'm not so proud of that I, it was a day my husband works out of town and the house was a mess. I just cleaned it. And I said to the kids, like, you gotta, like, clean this stuff up. This is ridiculous. I'm not your maid. And we get in the car and I said to my son, I am not raising you to think that women are here to clean up after you and be your maid. And I am not here to raise daughters that think that I am a martyr, that women have to be here overextending themselves. And my son is in the back all bug-eyed, like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I'll pick up my socks next time, you know? all that stuff. But I don't want to raise kids to think that that is what motherhood looks like. I don't want my son thinking that his wife has to do all of these things. And the responsibility really falls back on us to teach them, to hold our partners accountable and say, you know, it's never going to be equal. Let's be honest. It is never going to be equal. There are times one spouse is going to give more than the other. And sometimes, unfortunately, one spouse gives all the time. And we also have the ability to change that. You know, I don't know where you guys fall with this, but for myself, my husband and I are pretty equal when he's home. Sometimes he does way more. Well, we've got to like also remember that they're capable, right? So we've gotten stuck in this cycle where we give them the task and we're like, are you, can you handle that? Are you okay? Can you do that? And we hover and we're like a helicopter spouse instead of just recognizing, hey, you're an adult. You'll figure it out. 
here you go. And just letting that go and letting the guilt go, too, that you pass something off. I remember being like every time I've been pregnant, my husband is kind of taken over with the older children in the middle of the night. Right. Because pregnant women mm. don't sleep anyway. And so he kind of took on that role. And for a while, I couldn't go back to sleep because I'm like, oh, my gosh, is he OK in there? Like, do I need to help him? Is he upset that I'm like sleeping? And I had to get out of my own head of like, he said he's got it. And it's kind of pointless if he's got it for both of us to not be sleeping. Like that doesn't mm. that doesn't help anyone here. Right. Mm. And so he'll still get up with me now, like with the baby and change her diaper. And he'll be like, OK, are you good? Do you need me to put her down? And we have this exchange. There's no like expectation. And we just release each other. Right. So, nope, you go down to sleep. I've got it. Or nope, I'm struggling really hard. Like, can you have it? And then I need to go downstairs and turn off my brain and turn off the guilt of it's a partnership and he's capable and he wants to help and he's willing to help. But we also play into that narrative of they can't do it. We don't give them the opportunity. Yeah. Because we're trying to perfect the situation and the moments and all the things that we never give our spouse the opportunity to do the thing. When you're someone who leaves a long ass list for your spouse, when you leave, you just said to him, I don't think you're fucking capable of doing this. So I'm going to leave you this laundered list like you can't figure out how to keep these kids alive. It doesn't have to be perfect. At some point, we have to let that go and allow them to do it. I don't know about you guys, and I'm going to be really honest. I used to get off on my husband failing, right? I used to go, I knew he could do it. I absolutely knew he couldn't fucking do it. This is why I do everything myself. Like that would be the talk. It was a self. I was like, I was sabotaging him, us and myself. Because then if I kept the story that I couldn't trust anybody, I would like Mm. give him half ass directions. Like I would sabotage the entire thing. And then when he didn't do it or he got overwhelmed and couldn't like finish this impossible list of things, then I go, yeah, I knew it. Yep. I knew it. I knew I just had to do everything by myself. I knew, I, I think some women, and I'm, again, I'm speaking for myself, get off on being the martyr. There is this thing of having, it's attention for me. It was attention driving because if I'm always tired and if I'm giving my all to these kids and I'm so exhausted, then you have people feel sorry for you. But then when they say, how can they help you? You go, "Never mind, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Never right. mind, I got it. And so I had to get out of my own way. It's like my therapist was like, what do you really want? What if he can show up? Mm. What if he can do it? How would that look? How would you support him? How would you support things getting done? And now we're in this space where we can have these conversations that are freeing and Mm -hmm. for lack of a word, feel good for everybody. Nobody feels like they're fuck up. Nobody feels like they're not doing enough. We both feel supported. But it took a lot of years of me messing this shit up. Yeah. (laughs) Those are conversations I've had with my therapist for sure over the last couple of years, too. There was points, you know, married almost 15 years. So like the first 10, (laughs) 12 is that's how I ran. I was doing everything and I wouldn't ask for help. I wouldn't voice that I needed help, anything like that. So definitely through therapy and mind change techniques, right? Of really just sticking to it. Like I've finally been able to ask like, Hey, like, can you do the dishes? Hey, let's speed clean real quick together. So we don't have to like, you know, worry about it this weekend. Or if I go away for a conference, I'm not going to like 
text you like, hey, don't forget to do this, this, and this. Like, you got it pretty good. Sometimes I do do still like, hey, you want me to door dash you something? Like, because that's my inner feel bad. (laughs) I can send you, send y'all a pizza or something real quick. But yeah, definitely to that point where I'm like letting go of some of that responsibility. Like today I was like, hey, can you take both the kids with you when you take one of our kids to boxing so I can just not have to worry about having someone in the background before I would have been like, oh my gosh, I have to figure out how to keep one child quiet while I'm trying to do this and get this done and things like that, where I'm like, hey, let's, can you do this? And he's like, yeah, sure. We'll go to get a toy or something. The funny thing is they want to help men want to feel so useful and so supportive. But again, speaking for myself, I cut him off at the knees. Mm -hmm. And then when he would do stuff, I would go behind him and redo it. And so he was like, well, I'm just not going to do anything anymore. I'm like, see, I knew you didn't want to do anything. He says, no, like why clean the kitchen when you're just going to come behind me and like redo all the stuff. And that's, that was my, oh shit moment. Mm -hmm. Like right there, like I wasn't aware back to awareness. I wasn't aware of the patterns I was living and the life I was creating. I just didn't want to give up control. Like I I resonate with that, like the sabotaging. Right. But for me, it was like, I don't want to give you this because I'm fearful of disappointment. And then what do I do with that disappointment? You know, I don't want to cause any stress in our marriage. So I'm just going to try to shoulder everything. Meanwhile, building resentment. Yeah. Didn't turn out well. No, it doesn't. Have you guys heard of Fair Play? No. I want to read this. Okay. So it's a book, right? But there's also like a documentary. I think it's on Apple TV, but there's also cards, which I am obsessed with. So my husband and I did this. There's all of these tasks on these cards, right? And it goes from like the things that you would think of like laundry, dishes, meals to the things that you don't think of. Like who does photo storage in your family? Who buys the birthday gifts for birthday parties? And we got all the cards and we laid them all out and we like kind of divided like who was already doing what, right? And so we could see, because it's very easy from your own personal perspective to be like, well, these are all the things I do. Look at all that I do. But then realizing, oh, I don't ever think about the cars. I don't ever think about the yard. I don't, you know, and seeing his list too, it was a, it was yes. very eye-opening of like, I cannot sit over here feeling justified that I do everything because he actually does things. And then we went through and we tried to equally divide it. Right. So he got laundry. He got dishes. We split up meals where I do it during the week. He does it on the weekend. I mean, it was really cool to actually see what we were already doing and then what we could kind of shift around. And then after a few months, we kind of reevaluated and given life situations. Right. Like I had a baby. We had to shift things around again. So maybe he would take a little more on in this season. But then if work got really tough, like I would take a little more on and really tried to separate of this is yours. I'm going to trust that you're going to take care of it. And if you don't, like you'll deal with the repercussions. Like I'm not going to clean it up. It's your responsibility. You said something very important, reevaluating. Yep. Like constantly as life shifts, reevaluating. Yeah. Because our needs change. Yeah. Yeah. They change constantly. And I think that's where we really, you know, especially women working outside the home, it is not a badge of honor to do it all yourself. And I will say one thing that we started doing in our house because cleaning the house was a huge fighting point for my husband and I, he would come home and he'd feel like all he does is all we do is clean the house on the weekends and this and that. We hired a house cleaner 
it is the best $120 every single week. We choose to do weekly. You could do every other week. So working moms out there, you get the choice. You could have them come in. And she has not only given us this peace of mind, but she has given us time back. Mm -hmm. She has given us time to spend with each other, time with our families. Like she is literally a godsend to us. Another thing we're going to start doing is getting meals delivered to our house, like a couple nights a week, because I want good, healthy meals for my kids, but I don't have the time to cook them. So like, what can we do to stop shouldering everything? Like we're wearing this badge of honor and like start outsourcing or asking for help. Or if you need support, like asking a friend to pick up your kids, like they genuinely, if someone's asking you for help, if how they can help you, they genuinely, genuinely want to help you. And so I think too often we are, we're like, no, I'm good. I'm good. And really we're dying inside. We're just mm-hmm. like, God, I'm so exhausted. I'm so overwhelmed. And you know, I think that this is the thing where, you know, it's so interesting where really this episode is really speaking to working moms, entrepreneurial moms, moms who aren't staying home with their kids because women who stay home with their kids, that's a whole nother mind game. Like that's a whole nother podcast, a whole nother discussion because I'm sure, you know, we've all been there at some phase where really staying home with your kids these days is not that luxury it used to be. Now it's a necessity. It's no longer the way it used to be. And so that's a whole nother podcast. This is specifically for working moms. How can we have this real honest conversation of what we're doing right now that is to the detriment of our mental health, our physical health as women who work outside of our homes and feel exhausted and like we don't have time for anything other than the day-to-day things that we're doing every single day over and over and over Mm-hmm. Because that is not how we were meant to live this life. No. It is not how we're meant to be here. How do we shift that? And it really starts with that inner work, that internal work of first recognizing why we're shouldering it and carrying it all, why we are not giving to our partner or asking for help. Or, you know, like you guys said it a lot, like even the I broke the perfectionism. Oh, I'm so guilty. I think someone else said it of going behind my husband. He leaves. He does not fully wipe down the counter. It pisses me the flip off every single time I go in. And like, you know, we have granite so you can see the little crumbs on the top. Yeah. And so then I go in with the spray bottle and he's like, oh, why'd you do that? And I was like, because babe, do you not see the crumbs here? And he's like, it's clean enough. <sighs> like he's making dinner tonight. But part of that work though is recognizing that that's a thing for you, right? And owning it. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. I like clean counters and it doesn't bother him. So this might be a thing that I'm just going to clean the counters because it doesn't bother him. Yeah. I wait for him to leave now because I appreciate that he did it. So yeah. I wait till he walks out where he doesn't see it. And I'm just like, go get a, a <laughs> towel. And I'm like, <laughs> into the thing. But like, even tonight he's making dinner. I love, he's making chorizo taco, like all this really good stuff. And of course my mouth, first thing I say is, oh, I don't like that one stuff you got because it's got like fatty pieces in it. And he goes, can't you just be okay? That sounds like my husband. Mm. I know. And I felt so bad. And I was like, he's right. Like, this is where we have to take a step back and recognize that some of the stuff falls on us too. We created this. So what can we do differently? And recognizing why couldn't I just have said, thank you so much for dinner? Right. Why couldn't I have just said that? Why couldn't I have been so happy? He went out, he made guacamole from scratch. 
He got all the things I love. He got corn shells because I can't have gluten. Like he did all this stuff. Why can't I just have said that first? And then maybe in the conversation or always found that pillow talk is the best. So if there was something that I didn't like, it just didn't sit well with me. We'll be sitting in bed and we'll just be watching TV or something. And I go, you know, babe, I really appreciate how like you were so awesome this week and so super helpful. Let's explore doing this different and just being a little bit more soft. I've had to learn how to be more soft and pink because I am really blunt where it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is like, this is just what it is. And he's like, well, I have feelings, you know, and I'm like, well, this is how I talk to everybody. And I've had to learn how to soften things up. I wanted to expound on the mom help piece. I don't know about with your clients, but I find that one of the biggest things, like if you came from a working class family, be it black, white, Latino, whatever, where you're an adult that can actually hire out help, your family will make you feel hella guilty. My mother made me feel guilty about hiring a nanny, about hiring a housekeeper. How come I can't mow my own lawn? My lawn is not that big. It's not that big of a deal. I could, you know, we could do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, why are we hiring out for these pieces? Like, why are you having your groceries delivered? How come you just can't go to Target like everybody else? And it's like, like you said, the amount of energy that I get to spend with my family where I get to enjoy them. And it's not like when I was a kid where it's like, okay, everybody, let's clean up on Saturdays where we get to go out and do something. The house is already clean. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, you're teaching your kids how to be spoiled and not clean up after themselves. And it's quite the opposite, right? Because now they know what a clean house looks like more consistently. So now they're more aware of keeping things in their place and being tidy. So, you know, it's not like they don't wash their own clothes. I take my clothes to get washed. But if something gets dirty, then they know how to use a washer and dryer. Now, my husband and I go get our clothes laundered, but like the kids have to wash their own clothes. I want to do that. That sounds (laughs) amazing. Yes. So there's a, I live East. There's a place where you take your laundry and they wash it. They fold it. It's wonderful. And you bring it home and it's fabulous. And see, this is where I think this is a whole nother conversation. People be like, that's a luxury. No, it's time. It's a necessity. It time is money. What do you value? I think that's also something because I've been guilty of where I was like, I can clean my house. I don't need to do this. And then I see women who are making just as much money as I am, probably have just the same amount of debt, all this stuff and paying all these things. And they're like, this saved my life. And I'm going to tell you what, when I started doing it, I'm like, when I come home Wednesday, Ashley, shout out to you. My house is beautiful. And let me tell you that house stays clean for the rest of the week. My kids know that when Ashley comes to clean, they pick up stuff Mm -hmm. does not lay around. Like in that, what you said, Charmaine is so true. We're teaching them like, look at this. We just got this done. Now you get to pick up after yourself. So it's, it's actually like a parenting thing I learned from Albiona where she was like, have a thing at night where your kids know it's like, I forget what she called it. We call a night check where they, where Nolan knows he's in charge of making sure all the pillows that were on the couch are now back on the the couch Mm. if they were on the floor. Marin knows she goes and picks up all of her toys. It's a night check. So it doesn't feel overcomplicated. So they know that they do that. But it's just like, there's so many ways that we can look at if we sat down and broke down all that time we spend cleaning. Yep. The time, the intentional time that we could be spending with our families. The The intentional time. about. Yes. 
because then we're pissed off because we just spent four hours cleaning it and those little jerk balls went behind us and completely and destroyed the it. Whole toy box out. <laughs> yes. Yep. So why not change the the narrative around that and be like, when your family says something, because I'll tell you what, I have a friend that said to me, she would like to go out and do stuff with us. And she'd be like, oh, my mom, every time I go out, says, I didn't go out with my friends like that when I was raising you. I didn't leave my babies that much. Guess what? Times have changed. We get to take back the power. We are the directors of our own lives. We get to say, you know what? It was like that for you, but it's not like that for me today. Why do we feel like we cannot speak up to our own mothers or other people in our lives and say, that may have been how it was or how it is for you, but how it is in my house and feel so proud and stand so true in the fact that this is how you live. I've told my mother, I said, motherhood doesn't have to be painful anymore, mom. I said, it, it just doesn't. Thankfully, there are things that are in place to where I don't have to do all the things and I don't have to be exhausted and I don't have to sit with my kids. I mean, she gave me grief over the nanny. Mm. Grief. I felt I had to go to therapy <laughs> again oh my because I'm like, am I doing the right? Like, am I a bad mom? Like, yes, I should be able to take care of my own kids. Like my therapist is like, it's not about taking care of your kids. It's about taking care of you and being able to give yourself space. Like you're not supposed to, you know, like the fair game, the fair play, you know, all these different roles are roles that are technically wealthy people hire this stuff out. You know, who's going to household managers, they hire that stuff out. But even what you just said, you were taking care of your kids because you recognize you could not split your attention. And so you provided them someone who would give them the attention when you couldn't like it. I hate that people have to justify it like it's not parenting, like they're not doing something or sacrificing something for their kids when in reality, yes, you are. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you're any less present. I was even more present because exactly. then when I'm spending time with my kids, I'm not exhausted. Yeah. Yep. I'm not feeling resentful that I had to stop and listen to your 5,001 stories <laughs> because you have somebody else to talk to. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, even like with the the mom thing or the comments from other family members or just people, kind of the way to take the wind out of their sails is just to say, man, it sounds really lonely. Man, your motherhood journey, that sounds really lonely. Right. Yeah. Like you're not apologizing for what you're doing. You're just recognizing you're saying this because it wasn't you didn't have that, yeah. whether it was by choice or by circumstance. You did not have it. And it's painful. And I recognize that. I see it. I hear it. And I'm going to go do what I want to do. I also think it's a jealousy thing, too, you guys. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I think our moms sometimes are the most jealous people of the life that we are currently living and they hold that against us, right? They wish that they could have hired things out, but they didn't. So they're going to make us feel guilty for it. And it's not just our moms. It's friends. It's people around us. Like It's so many people making us feel guilty for the choices we're making, but they're not living our lives. So why do we get so wrapped up and so worried about what other people are thinking about us? Back to the people, please. That's, I was just thinking. I was like, because we like to please people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Right. This is like yeah. literally sitting here like this. We could go on and on about this conversation. And I I want to make it like what well, I'm sure we're going to talk about working moms again, like in struggles of it or who knows. But in this one specifically, like I hope that you're listening to this and you could take one thing away from it, whether it's to have better communication with your partner, to ask for help, to hire out things, to get a house cleaner to have someone clean. Like we have plenty of lists. I'm going to 
that's what we're going to put together. I'm going to put together a working moms thing. So you guys have your list of house cleaners you can hire, a list of, um, I'm going to source this to my team this week, place that you can get clean, different things like that. Like what can we do to make your life easier as a working mom? Because it doesn't, like you said it, Charmaine, it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be hard. We complicate it. So I know there's more to talk about here and you guys, if you have something, we can talk about this after and save it for another one. But we really wanted to just come here and say, like, we see you. If you are a working mom, you are working outside of your home. We see you. We hear you. We are walking alongside you because this shit is hard. It is hard. And sometimes, and for some people, it's not like whether it's a choice to work full-time out of your home or it's not, regardless of what your your life situation is, it's still hard. And so just really taking this time to, you know, hopefully validate you and and let you know that you are so seen in that and also taking something away from this. So don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so more moms can listen and really, you know, I think the point of this is to really feel held and to be witnessed and seen. So when you're driving along and, or listening to this podcast, however you consume it, You can literally sit there and say, me too. I've been there. I've done that. I've experienced this. I'm not alone. Because I know, Charmaine, you sharing like self-sabotage or sabotaging your husband, like that is some real shit. Yeah. That is real. I'm sure that there are so many women that are going to listen and be like, yep, I do that. Or how about this? They're listening. They don't recognize they do it. But after listening, they're like, I do that. What can I do to change that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because this, listening to this, is an opportunity to change your situation. By hearing from other women, we all have different backgrounds, different situations, all of that stuff. You get to hear real life stuff and hopefully take something away from it. So again, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And we'll see you next week. Bye.